Hey there, skips and skipperettes from all across the vast and untamed electronic wasteland known only as Internet Land. Welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. And hey there. It's so lovely to see you again. You know, thank you for coming back to our little corner of Internet Land. A place where the skippers can be skippers. A place where we just kick up our feet, pour ourselves a glass of your adult beverage of choice, and relax to old stories of years gone by, of tall tales and legends, of the men and women who worked the docks, ferrying unappreciative travelers through the rivers of adventure. So today, we go back to another time. A time where we as a nation were brought together by sadness, as we all had to deal with the end of our childhood, and the last Harry Potter book was published. A year where the hottest trend was a fancy electronic gadget called the iPhone, or iPhone maybe, I don't know. Of course it never caught on. And America fell in love with a songster named Sanjaya. Al Gore brought us his Inconvenient Truth, and we all sat around our radios, listening to a washed-up pop star who got reborn just because he brought Sexy back. That's right, the year... The year was 07, and we're going to spend time with a recent Jungle Cruise retired skipper, Chris Egan. So, haven't we already heard every story you could possibly imagine from like 2001 to now? I mean, don't you want to hear more of the days when Walt still walked the park, when disco was king, before Captain EO? Well, I mean, so do I, but we've got a very different story this week, and you'll see here's the M. Night Shyamalan-like twist ending. Skipper Chris not only worked at Disneyland, but now he works for Knott's Berry Farm. Yep, that's right. We look at what life is like in Buena Park for an ex-skipper, robbing trains and making merry at the other theme park in Orange County. It's a fun time. Oh, and as always, thanks for the great support, all of you listeners whom I adore. Uh, We now have 500-plus Facebook friends, and that number keeps growing. Thanks for continuing to spread the love and sharing us with your friends. Uh, Facebook.com slash Jungle Cruise, C-R-E-W-S. So without any further ado, I present the vaudevillian stylings of the hipster cowboy, Skipper Chris Egan, and Kungaloosh, everyone. This is a first for me. I have never been late in three years to a taping. Um, and we're half an hour. I'm running half an hour late. We, we, t- we texted and all that. But let me just give you a rundown of what my day was like. So I went to go get gas at an Arco. And, mm-hmm. the you know, they have the, the credit card readers where they you kind of put your card in halfway and then it kind of eats it and then it goes the rest of the way in. So mine, uh, it did that. see where this that. is going. Yes. So... It ate the card, but then didn't spit it back out again, and it didn't let me, like, punch in the... It just sucked the card in and stopped. So, 
I go in to, to comment about this. The <laughs> lovely ARCO employees who, you know, they care about they, their they, job. They, they, they really, really do. are. <laughs> so Your I went cigarettes in. Cigarettes are very important to yes. people. <laughs> and, and, you know, anyone who's working at an ARCO in Anaheim, there's only one, re- one reason they're working there. Because, I love that in Anaheim was part well, of that because they could Because they couldn't get a job at Disneyland. That is the only reason why... They couldn't is, yeah. get an ARCO. Is so, like a six-month wait list, though? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah! Am I jumping ahead? Um, <laughs> so, yes. So I very nicely let them know what happened, and they very nicely let me know that they don't have the keys, and they can't open those, only the bank can, and that my card would be stuck in there for two to three days. Yes, that makes sense. You know, the bank having them. Yes. You know, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want the, you don't want the average those employee are, to have money. Anaheim Arco employees. He can't uh, trust them. So, unfortunately, this meant that the money that I needed for the reason I came down to Orange County besides this was to pick up my competition prints for the Orange County Fair. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have money for that. So I had to go to the bank and Bank of America, get a new card issued, all that stuff. So somewhere in the middle of me pulling all of those things out, oh, the story gets more interesting. After we're done chatting here, I'm going to drop off the uh, thousand images from the wedding that I shot on Saturday. Cool. The memory card that had all of those images on there had been in my pocket earlier in the day. It had somehow mysteriously disappeared at some point during this. So not only am I having to replace a memory, uh, replace the, the card... I have a memory card, 64 gig of images from a wedding. Now, I, granted, I've backed them up. I'm not an irresponsible photographer. Mm-hmm. But I'm delivering them tonight and getting yeah, paid yeah. for it. And mm-hmm. if I didn't have them, I wouldn't yeah. get paid. Yeah. So my entire day, luckily, <laughs> luckily someone had found, had found the card in question where I had lunch and had set it aside. But um, So anyway, I'm sitting down today as we're three minutes in. I never say hi to people right uh, at the start. But uh, Chris Ian, Chris uh, worked... Uh, what was your Disney? Oh uh, seven. I started uh, when I was on in Jungle till oh nine, and then was in Inventions nine and ten. Oh cool. Yeah. So, so yeah, we had the overlap toward the end of my days. I mm-hmm. was there uh, until oh eight ish. So we had a little bit of the tail end of it, and uh, we'll get into why I kind of am digging back in the more recent era. We've been mm-hmm. talking to people in the, from the the mid to late 70s and a yeah. lot of skips from the 80s lately so but there's a reason why I wanted to chat with you so we'll, <laughs> oh, we'll get into that hooray. for for a reason no 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 it's a good thing <laughs> yeah um, but the um, uh, yeah now I'm just like calming now I was like ah uh, de-stress is, is it cool if I yeah, yeah, no, 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 okay, yeah okay yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the inner it, yeah hey, I forget the wind is blowing this way hey, it's, so it's legal so it's legal yeah. in California it is <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, no, it uh, fun challenges for the day, and we're we're chugging along. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, I was just wanted to check because I knew that we overlapped. Yeah. On the jungle side, I forgot how you know what the depth of it was. No, I... um, so we were talking a little bit about you know Arco employees and employment. Uh, Disney is now, from what I understand, it's it is not easy to get a job there. And nope. yet, I talked to three people this last week who were all separated in the last five years who have good rehire status, who had emails sent to them asking if they wanted to come back on for the summer. Hmm. So, uh, that's weird. Yeah, after everything yeah. I've heard about how, how tight it was as far as... It's an interesting... Because uh, I, I know when I was at Disney, you know, 
turnover rate was always a big thing. Yeah. So, and you're just constantly losing people. The fact that they're bringing back, I, yeah. that's a good sign to me, I well, think. And when I started, there were three jobs for every person who walked in the door. I mean, it was, you know, and by the time I rehired, it was uh, three people for every job. Yeah. And now it's 300 people for every job. It's, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I got really lucky when I... I <laughs> I, I had lo- I was working at the UPS store at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> lost my job there, and just, he gave me my paycheck, and I had an annual pass at the time. And I said, "I'm gonna go get my oil change. Just go to Disney. I just blow off some steam." And going over to Mickey and Friends, saw TDA, and said, eh, "F it. <laughs> Why not? Am I allowed to curse?" Yeah. I'll, okay. Fuck it. You, you've, you've, heard, you've heard the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I listened. So, yeah. I listened to JR's and uh, JR and Britney's. Yeah. Uh, did I yeah. That was that was yeah. Christmas. Uh, yeah. Christmas last year, the year before. Yeah, something like that. It's it's very oh, strange. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm joking about this. The first time I've run that, I might have been a little late before, but uh, it, we're now up to three years in August. Very cool. Which congrats. Which amazes me that people still want to know yeah. as much about Jungle. We uh, we broke 500 uh, likes on Facebook this week, which. I'm really happy about... It's uh, definitely a conversation starter. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> when you tell people... And let, let's go into the second half of the what you're doing and why we wanted to talk to you. Um, so as you left Disney, for whatever reason you did, your next place you went to go work is the other theme park within, yeah. within the area. Down the road. Knott's Berry Farm. Across the street. <laughs> and we've, we've never talked to anyone. I, I still want to get going mm-hmm. to your, your time at Disney, yeah. but... I thought it'd be interesting just to kind of chat about because I think what you do over at Knotts is really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Robin um, trains. Yeah, I mean Robin <laughs> trains. I try to do that a lot, but you know, you need a job uh, where it's allowed. Uh, just doing it on your own, they they don't have a big like Am- Amtrak doesn't look fondly. I, I applied that. at Amtrak and yeah. <laughs> did you apply Put, after I, your I, notch after job? my notch job? So putting train robber on an application for train conductor was very <laughs> yeah. that made, that it, it, felt right. it felt right <laughs> well you know you know the other side of it so, yeah, you know, yeah. security detail yeah. yeah so uh yeah so we'll go into that that side of it so now so um i know that the the time that you had a jungle was kind of at the end of my run and things were already starting to tighten back up after the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. Um, I know the spiels were tighter. They were a lot more restrictive on kind of where we could go with things. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because, yeah. as, as we've said on the podcast before, it goes in cycles. Yeah. You know, and there's times where you'll have uh, the the restrictions of business will cause management to be a little bit more restrictive. And then things will change mm-hmm. and it'll loosen up and then they'll tighten back up because somebody will make a bad joke about, you know... <laughs> Someone being on the bank of the river being monkeys, yeah. and then they sue. And did you ever, did you ever hear that, that story about why Which that one? joke? So there was a joke that was told for like thirty years, uh, where a skipper would go by and there'd be like people standing on the dock. Or once the Indy queue got built, they would be looking at the Indy yeah. queue and they'd be like, "Oh, you look at that tribe of monkeys over yeah. there. They're you know they're dancing or they're yeah. dance for us monkeys." Or we did that joke for for years, like at least from like ninety yeah. five on. So the family that was over there when the, skipper, <laughs> when the skipper was doing this was of a racial uh, was they were African American yeah and they didn't get that yeah. someone sitting in a boat calling them monkeys dancing for their yeah. pleasure wasn't racially motivated yeah yeah so they went to city hall and that joke the next day we were told that if we ever told that joke again we would be mm-hmm. you know whipped and thrown into the the kennel Hades kennel of hell so yeah we, we have a we have a we have a lot more free reign over at uh, over at Knotts or 
kind of just trusted to do what we want. There's only been once or twice. Um, um, we do this one joke whenever anybody has piercings in their face, like, oh, you know, I'd never go fishing with them. <laughs> oh, what, what, hap- what happened? You trip into a tackle box, you know? <laughs> you know. Uh, you can also say, look, those, those guys are so brave they can stop bullets with yeah, their Yeah, yeah, you know, there's any number of things. Yeah. I said it to somebody, and they didn't hear that. <laughs> what they heard was... Oh my gosh, what a terrible fish, fishing accident. God, what a face. That was what was written on the complaint. Might I add, the complaint was addressed from a man who called himself Saltwater Steve. That's beside the point. Well, <laughs> we, we know from you know, Disney that what yeah. actually happened and what happens on oh, complaint oh yeah. forms, oh yeah. that's a universe of difference. I love so. reading complaints. Oh, I love them. So, now, uh, <laughs> so, no, so you did Jungle for like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, the, in, years. the interventions thing is weird because I remember Inno in its heyday. Because I was, I was around the park in like 99 yeah. to 01 when Interventions really was getting funding. Mm-hmm. They had really cool stuff in there. There mm-hmm. was fun games. And, uh, you know, after the 50th, it just seemed like until they got the Marvel tie-ins with, you know, Iron Man and Thor, it just really seemed like it was almost a sad... I uh, Interventions could have been such a great thing. I, it's great in I, Orlando. Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, I still, even more than Jungle Cruise, more than... Doing that Peter Pan room, telling the Peter Pan story, you know, because, of course, you've been yeah. in there, the cannon going off. That's still my favorite job I've ever gotten to do, just the reaction well, from the kids. Oh, my gosh. You know, right? I have some really close friends. Um, the, the best man in my wedding was a, a in a lead back in the early aughts, mm-hmm. um, and she was there, um, and she, you know, it was at a great time where there was that, that interaction, mm-hmm. and I don't know why, you know, they kept on having sponsors who threw money at mm-hmm. it, but... Um, but intervention here has never seemed like it makes sense. It, yeah. it, it feels too corporate-y, sponsory. And then for a while, all they were doing was putting Xboxes and Playstations up mm-hmm. there with all the Disney video games, which felt... <laughs> Xboxes when 360s have been out for three years. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, at the time, they'd already closed the arcade down. Yeah. Or they, they closed the upper floor down. Mm. Um, so, you know, the arcade had been limited. They didn't have the, the air hockey and mm. uh, all that fun stuff. Mm. We're going to pause here for a second <laughs> as the... <laughs> Rolling cart of doom kills our podcast. Check it, 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 check All right. So, yeah. So, no. So, Interventions felt, you know, like it was. And it was meant to be corporate. I mean, Tomorrowland, from day one, was sponsored attractions. It really should be. You know, it's it's advanced technology. And, you know, it's companies showing off what they can do. When they had that Ibo robot that was over, ISO or whatever. Osimo. Osimo. That was cool. I mean, there were some neat things they did. I really liked the... You know, they had the the car simulator thing. I mean, they had some neat things that went yeah. through, but it never it never feel felt like you can just point to it and say this is interventions, and it lives up to the standard of everything else that was happening in the park. <sighs> it always felt like it was kind of a second tier state fair level thing, and there were things that came into it individually that were great. Yeah, um, but it just never had a cohesive. You, you kind of know no, what no, I mean? No, I know what you mean. And you know, it, sponsors dropped all the time here and there, and you know. The sponsors that were there were very, you know, like Honda was very into it. So, like, it was the opposite ends of the spectrum. You got, like, a company over here that doesn't care, and Honda, who is just 
every little word in their spiel, has their be, show yeah. has to be perfect, you know. Yeah, because I remember S- <laughs> SAP was in there for a while, Kaiser mm. Permanente was in there mm-hmm. for a while, the medical stuff. Edison, I, yeah. uh... Yeah. Now I'll give him credit that, and we're, we're going to get back to more jungle things, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but I, I give him credit that when they've redone the main floor to be the house of the future, mm-hmm. that once again kind of feels cool again. It yeah. kind of feels like it was it was a run. So so when you went over <coughs> um, from going from jungle where you are one of the bad boys of the park, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's a very relaxed atmosphere yeah. and. Uh, what was the transition like? Was it was it tough? What was the reason you went over to, to you know? Um, yeah, just just to kind of spread my wings, do what I do whatever I could, feel like I you know done whatever I could. Well, you, you know, I'm a performer, and yeah. you know, interventions. You know, it was an audition, and that, that was another weird thing about going into jungle is you know. As a annual passport, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be so great. I'll earn my way into jungle, and then I go in, interview, right. second interview that day, and Re- revenge of the cart. <laughs> revenge of the cart. Thank God for editing. Uh, We've had, I mean, I think the the hardest sound editing thing is when we're taping it uh, at the uh, downtown Disney. We'll mm-hmm. get the the Polynesian singers at Trader Sam's. Oh, that carries for yeah. so long. So, uh, so anyway, so yeah, I mean, I, so you got to audition, and I know that you know, was interventions has always been a pay bump mm-hmm. uh, over the not rest. Not so much of, anymore. Is, is it not? Is it the same? Attractions when, I, when I went in, there were well, it's not. It's a little more than attractions. When I went in. There were two tiers: performer one, performer two. Performer two did the ring, uh, the the one that when it's still spun, the ring shows, and upstairs, and that was ten twenty something. And then the dream home, when they still wore the jerseys, they got like fourteen and change. Yeah. Um, now, it's just performer two rate. Yeah. All across the board, even the, the people that stayed there got a four dollar pay drop. They're yeah. all getting paid the same across yeah. the board. It, and even while I was there, it's kind of, it was kind of the kind of the bastard child of attractions and entertainment. Yeah, it always sat in the middle, and they got more mm-hmm. training and they got more coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always been the tough thing at Jungle. We've talked about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is that Jungle is an entertainment role mm-hmm. that has to be in the attractions department based upon the fact that it's in a moving vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so the union and and yeah. uh, OSHA Dosh. Yeah. really pushes that and so it has to be in the attractions arena because yeah. of legal responsibilities mm-hmm. but jungle is an entertainment it ne- job it needs to be held to a higher standard well but then again you know the one you know. The, but compare the skips that, it, that we work with to the ones in Hong Kong mm-hmm. who have to know uh, their script in English uh, Mandarin and Cantonese yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and be able to tell the jokes in any language uh-huh. and that's a little different uh quality to the standard of yeah. what they have to do but not yeah. that I'm saying that our skips aren't great because no. you know but, well that's you know just the knowing things ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah I mean it's you know the jungle really always felt to me like and you know, we, we talked to uh, some of the guys responsible for the narrations department stuff in the 90s mm-hmm. that was what they were trying to do was to, to bring in uh, coaching and characters and you know, Dave Casella was part of that, and, and you know, Jesse Banda, and mm-hmm. you know, all these guys that we've had on the show, and they were really trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And it, it honestly, I, from what I understand, it got the ire of a lot of other parts of attractions who didn't understand why the money and time was going there. 
it's you know it's it's a it's a catch twenty two. Mm-hmm. It's strange. I think that it's going to continue to be um, tossed in between. You know where the skips want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know uh, an entertainment gig, and they want it to be you know pushed in that direction. Um, but it still is kind of in between all that. Yeah. I, I um, regarding interventions, I'll just put my last. I, I've said for a long time uh, to just tear it down and put in Mission Space from Orlando. <laughs> That'd be good because uh, that is that is one of the best rides. And it, any ride you know where you go at two and a half G's for you know like and then <laughs> making feel, people pass out. Yeah. <laughs> feel zero G for, uh, for like two or three seconds. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's like if you take a Star Tours uh, uh, vehicle. Yeah. And stick it onto Dumbo and spin it around at ninety miles an hour, and, and have I haven't been. full I really three sixty motion. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. That's basically it, yeah. it's a it's a four person uh, closet. It's kind of like a coffin for four people. Let's be honest, with video <laughs> screens and joysticks and, and an actual storyline in the ride. Um, but if you take eight of those little coffins and stick them onto Dumbo's arms, and uh, they swing up and so like they have like a motion that that's controlled yeah. uh, but you're spinning around at you know 30 or 40 or 50 miles yeah. and you know the cast members there they, the ride won't even work if there's a CM inside the room uh, there's floor floor sensors and things that e-stop wow. the ride because it, it's moving so fast if someone walked in that room when it happened it would just knock their block off yeah but yeah I don't I actually have been told that that'll never come to California because OSHA DOSH <laughs> will never let it because it's it's works in, it works laws. in Florida, but California yeah. is more strict about what they can do. So that was always a weird, you know, no, hearing about the stuff that they supposedly do in Florida, like swinging off the boats and like weird. Oh, don't dosh, you know. Well, and I think that you know there were there were things happening at. Uh, I've I've heard about people you know swinging on the Columbia and. You know things that were happening here that probably shouldn't have, but yeah, I, yeah. that's part of the nature of the litigious yeah. society that we live in. Is yeah. is it gross? So what was um, so when you were at Jungle? What I mean, obviously, was it was it tough for you to leave for interventions? Because I, I always think of anyone who leaves Jungle as being a bloody traitor, and uh, <laughs> unless you're going off to uh, a highly paid corporate job or you're rescuing orphans or puppies. <laughs> It was, like, I was leaving a lot of people. It was a sad, like, I think I, I actually got a last boat. It was during that weird time when we weren't allowed last boats, and I don't know, I guess I was in a place with management, you know, I, was, I wasn't a kiss-ass, but I wasn't causing trouble over there, so I, I got a last okay. boat, so. So you had, you, it had, was, you had Thunder Knowledge, though, too, right? No, I was, Jungle Indie Steam Trains. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, for some reason I thought you had, that's right, I remember you on Steam Trains, but mm-hmm. I, I thought you were Thunder for some reason, too. Maybe I'm just associating the Western persona with your knots days. So, could be it. Could be it. So, um, yeah. So, what was on the jungle side? Uh, any great memories on the on your time at jungle? Any? We always like you know if you had anyone on your boats that you particularly remember. Um, uh, not. I I always like just the the discussion. You know, like the jokes afterward that the the jokes created and stolen and you know I still love my safety spiel that I stole from Mark Mendoza. Please keep your hands, arms, feet, legs, head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes inside the boat. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff I really appreciate. Yeah. I like things that are within the spirit of jungle. I like the OG. The yeah. OG can be good. Oh, the, OG, the OG can be great. There's, yeah. And you know what? Because the jokes that are in there are jokes that, yeah. that over the decades skippers have put in there. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's there's this weird thing about the OG where yeah. people assume that it's like a like, creation of yeah. lawyers no. and, it's, you know, some shaman in a yeah. tent with a blood uh. sacrifice. <laughs> and, 
But it was written yeah. by the, the generations that came before. Yeah. Although I, I do have to laugh. I've met with a couple skippers from the, the 70s and 80s. And they're like, oh, yeah, we thought of this really great joke this guy from the 70s said. And then I talked to someone from the 80s. Oh, yeah, we thought of this really great joke. And then the guy from the 2000s. You know, I love that we thought of this really great joke. Uh, it was the same joke. Because <laughs> it's, it's, you know, we all think that we're... The, you know, well, but I, some of those jokes. Think just, we're original, and <laughs> well, and you know, there's only so many jokes you can yeah. tell about a dead zebra. Yeah, I, we actually, uh, me and uh, Lewis, uh, he's doing fireworks now. Uh, Ramirez, Lewis Ramirez. Um, we noticed that uh, all the animals in the belt were odd. There was, they were, they came in odd numbers. So we made this joke. It wasn't funny to anybody but us. <laughs> Coming up on the Great African Belt, a very odd place full of very odd creatures. They're very odd. They all come in threes and fives. Except for the zebras, they tried to rebel and even the odds. But as you can see, the odds were against them. <laughs> oh, that's, those, lo- that's lovely. Those jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I would have been like, you know, the lions had to kill one of the three zebras because <laughs> they would only let two of them on the ark. <laughs> oh, religious Oh, jokes. religion. <laughs> so. so, yeah. And then, you know, even working the difference between jungle and indie. Indie was a... Indie's a... Indie's high school. <laughs> in, yeah. Indie's, indie was a lot of politics. But yeah. I think part of the reason indie was that way is that there's so many, so many people who have to work that ride because of all the positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just moving around those people all day long uh, in just in all the same positions, rotating. I just think that you end up talking to the same people over and over Not and to over again. Ma- you're, you're, you're closed off. It's a box. You know? yeah, it's a box. You're, yeah. you're shut in, so you don't see the outside world. You know, you well, go to the in-between, get your lunch. Well, and, you, well you couldn't. You had, to get, yeah. you had to go to West. Yeah, at West. You had to go to, to the dock because yeah. there's no way that you can get over to, mm-hmm. to in-between and back in, yeah. your, in your lunch break. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it, it was weird, you know, separated from everybody else. You occasionally got to talk to East Side people, you know, when you're hanging out backstage in the little smoking area outside. Well, yeah, or, you Critter know. or Pirates yeah. or, you know, Pirates. But, pirates was the main one you interacted with. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, mm. it was a strange, it was a strange animal because mm. it really is, you know, there's that weird line that it's, it's an artificial line, mm. but it's just because the rides are divided up into Adventureland, Frontierland, and New Orleans, Queer yeah. Country. Where it just feels so different and separate, even though they're probably people that at some point you know worked before yeah. the landlock. Mm-hmm. You know, so you look at that and you just go, eh. "Why?" I think I think that the the background music has kicked up a bit. I think that uh, Rush is. Let's see how let's see <laughs> how, how bad is, this is. How is Rush doing? <laughs> yeah, nah, Rush is doing okay. Okay. okay <laughs> so yeah, no, it's uh, it was a different animal. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's let's kind of dig into the other side of it. And this is kind of the reason I wanted to chat is, uh, yeah. so you left, you said, in, in 2010. Yes. Um, um, so four years ago. Yeah. And, and now, did you go directly no, over to Knox? No, I or floated around because it, it, was, it wasn't in a, I didn't, I wasn't planning to leave. I got fired uh, for point, it's, a it's, weird points thing. That's you know, know, it happens to the you best know, of Yeah. Um, it, I actually got dinged for the not month. Me. <laughs> but to the best of us. Yeah, I got dinged on the, on the month. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I haven't met anybody else who got dinged on the month. I just had a you know flat tires, but car problems, and just had a really bad month. And they hadn't been enforcing it. And I was the boy who cried union, and they decided to make an example of me. You know, but um, so I floated around a couple other jobs, and uh, was uh, while I was at Inno, I was working at a theater in Long Beach, All American Melodrama. And one of the guys over there works on the stunt team over here. Said, "Hey, you want to be a bandit?" <laughs> 
Sure, it's an entertainment. Hooray, entertainment. I'm not attractions anymore. <laughs> entertainment. I'm like an actor. I'm an actor. It's a professional gig. <laughs> is, is it SAG? I don't know. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> you think? That's, that was, that's a fun joke. Someone actually, I, I've been around people in the entertainment at Disney. Someone says, oh, is it a SAG gig? No. No. <laughs> Although Agua does a good job over there from, you know. Yeah. Uh, you I, know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, not I mean, Union so, and Knott's, so, there's no such thing. So so tell me, I mean, before you hired in over at Knott's, mm-hmm. what, what, was the, what was your perception of working there before you started working there? Um, I mean... I, to think- me, they're, they're, they're on the same level. To me, Knott's and Disneyland have always been, you know, it's a cheaper alternative, but... I, I've loved Knott's just as much, you know, they're on the same level, if not better in some cases, you know, Jungle Cruise and Bandits, they're the same thing, I've actually auditioned a couple times for a tram, uh, tram guide while I've been a bandit, you know, I think it'd be kind of cool to do the trifecta of Southern California theme park, uh, do, do the, Universal the, working, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit the trifecta, <laughs> the uh, triple crown, yeah, Universal, Universal's <laughs> tough right now, I know a lot of people who've, uh, who've interviewed over there, and it's, mm. a, it's a tough nut to mm. crack, the interesting yeah. thing is with Universal, uh, with Harry Potter, well, next year, 20, 2015, we get mm-hmm. The Simpsons Land, which is basically The Simpsons Ride plus a bunch of places to sell you things and feed you. <laughs> but they already had, didn't they, with Moe's? Uh, that's actually down in Orlando. The, the, the Simpsons Land? Yeah. With, oh, okay. But yeah, they're going to have Moe's, they're going to have, mm-hmm. um, uh, they have some chicken sandwich things that are down there that are just like... You have that donut? Yeah, grease, or grease on top of grease. Donut. The giant donut. <laughs> So that's yeah, really good. so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. They're going to bring the Simpsons, and then uh, 2016, mm-hmm. you know, the Gibsons being torn down, mm-hmm. uh, and they're bringing Harry Potter World yep. in some form to. They were gonna, they were gonna tear down Water World, weren't they? No, and... I think no, I think Water World has never been. You know, the problem with Water World is it's a great stunt show based mm-hmm. on a lousy movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the stunt it's show better. is it's. Mm-hmm. Exciting! It's one mm-hmm. of the things people really yeah. have. So until they they have another movie, yeah, that because I don't see them the... doing a free Willy stunt stunt show. <laughs> Although that be no, no, no. Hey. instead of a plane coming out the back, it's a giant wet. <laughs> Stop a couple of guys on dolphins with, with uh, jet powered motors in the back of the dolphins skipping on the top. Or you of the combine water. them, the guys with uh, you know machine guns coming on dolphins. It's a Waterworld free Willy show. <laughs> well, the, well, you know, since since since. Uh, SeaWorld is going to be, you know, possibly losing all of their animals. Oh, gosh. That's, uh, luckily, did you, that, did the you California... Did you Blackfish? No, you know what? I, I, I did, and I actually went in and did a, a lot of mm-hmm. looking into it and all mm-hmm. that. I, I've got to say that Blackfish is the Jenny McCarthy of SeaWorld. Yep. Uh, it's incredibly mm-hmm. well-intentioned and poorly mm-hmm. informed. Yep. It's based on emotion mm-hmm. and not logic. Yeah. It's not based on science, mm-hmm. much like Jenny McCarthy's views yeah. Yeah. on autism and vaccines. Uh, hate mail can be addressed to <laughs> Joey and Trevor talk to each other at gmail.com. Uh, uh, no, I, you, you know. feel a whooping cough? I feel like I'm going to get a little whooping cough, cough going. Yeah. <laughs> it's going around. Um, and then, you know. Uh, I don't want to get into politics of Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> I have a friend who was her nanny for a while, and it was just weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's Blackfish was a, a smear mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. done by people who had an axe to grind mm-hmm. and didn't. You know, I, I don't believe you have to give both sides of the story. 
But if one side is a lie, then mm. it needs to come out in the in in the press and say that what's being put out there is not factually mm. accurate and it's not yeah. giving the true story. And yeah. do I think do I think that there's a balance between uh, scientific research and you know helping out the environment and animals? Uh, you know, yes, I think that they do an amazing job. Is there a question mark about whether animal the animals are better in captivity or whether you know we're exploiting yeah. them? You know, that's I don't think that's a judgment that gets to be made mm-hmm. in the court of public opinion. You know, if it's kind of like yeah. the, it's kind of like the climate change debate. Ninety-seven out of a hundred scientists agree we have a problem, and yet the three who don't are the ones are who are the getting loudest scientists. Yeah. And it's same, <laughs> you know it's the same thing. You have a ton of scientists who work in marine biology who say that the people at, at SeaWorld do an amazing job. Yeah. They spend tons of money. They yep. rescue animals. Yep. They, you know, provide an incredibly necessary thing. And they show people yeah. the truth about the, you know, uh, about and what that, these that, animals are and the yeah. environment and all that. And to go in and say, you know, yes, it was a tragedy that the trainer was killed. Do they always need to be looking at their safety procedures and all that? Yes. Yeah. But do you pass laws in the legislature that make animal shows like that illegal nationally. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, that they're actually pushing that. It was actually a, a part of that is that there's a bill in Congress this year that would make um, animal shows in traveling circuses that it would make um, any big cats or elephants uh, illegal in traveling circuses. And I would stand behind that a lot more that, that having animals on trains and being yeah, transported. traveling them. Tra- traveling, traveling them is a lot and they're they're you know you know I I believe that the people who travel with Ringling Brothers and the other acts like that that they try to take good care of their animals but I I don't think you can do that in the way you can if you have an actual home for yeah what I'm really afraid of is if they ban all the animal shows that every circus will be a Cirque du Soleil I love Cirque du Soleil though (laughs) Uh, but do you really want do you really want you know 50 Cirque no Yes, Cirque du Soleil was great until this year (laughs) when James Cameron announced the Avatar Cirque du Soleil uh, show that they're going to do. It's a Cirque du Soleil show based on the movie. You mean the Pocahontas? Based on the movie. Based on Dances with Wolves. No, no. Avatar is. is going to be translated into a Cirque du Soleil show this next year. And I kind of look at that and I just wonder if if I'm waiting for the act where uh, the Cirque du Soleil performers physically jump the shark while wearing blue makeup. Um, but it won't be a real shark. Yeah. It'll have five legs and it'll have James Cameron's stamp of approval on Only it. Only seven swingers. Seven, inside. yeah. <laughs> uh, Doing flips and stuff inside the shark. No, I, I love, I love Cirque du Soleil too, but when they did yeah. the, the Elvis show in Vegas and the Michael Jackson show, uh, I just I think they're better when they work in the realm of metaphor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like the Beatles show too, mm. but it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't as powerful as their mm. original stuff. Yeah. I think the Beatles show is probably as good. I mean, it's good. Mm. Mm. Uh, but oh, and Zuman of the Year. Yeah. Um, the, I, I love... Uh, have you seen the World's Away on Netflix? Yeah, World's yeah. Away is a great... World, it, yeah, if, you know. it, yeah, for people who haven't really seen a lot of Cirque du Soleil stuff, go on Netflix and look at the World's Away. It's a great It's, it's much better. They had done one called Journey of Man mm. uh, back in the mid-90s. That was their first IMAX movie, and it wasn't as good. But Journey... Uh, yeah, uh... uh 
the, the World newer away. one, Worlds Away, is really a good. Yeah. When that was out in IMAX, it was just really incredible. It was a really powerful, powerful yeah. IMAX set. Yeah. So, um, so let's just you know delve back into the knots thing. So you you go from your two years at Jungle, two years at Interventions. You spend a little time outside of the arena. Yep. You go in, you interview, and they they tell you you're going to be working on the as on a the train, train robber. Mm-hmm. What's what's your? I mean, it's got to be a good kind of feeling and a good. Yeah, you know, it's it's fun. It's it's yeah. much it's jungle, but you have a lot of time. You know, between the boats, when you're not on the boat, you're doing the queue. But on the train, I'm just wandering around and I'm playing characters all day. I change the character all the time. A lot of people like it. A lot of people don't like it. Um, but I, there's a much more creative freedom to just. Mm-hmm. I, I go out drunk some days, you know, not not actually drunk. No, so unlike <laughs> so unlike our time at Jungle, when yeah. we were actually drunk, <laughs> when we were actually drunk and trying to be sober, yeah. I'm sober and trying to be drunk. Well, and I <laughs> I think it's interesting because I don't think that the bar is set as high in the court of public opinion for the things that happen uh, places mm-hmm. other than Disney. So yeah. you know, I think that that may have been something at Disney you could have gotten away with in the '80s. Yeah. But at Knotts, it still kind of makes sense yeah. for where their creatively the speaking yeah. is. Yeah, I I feel it could be so much better. Rafi, uh, the gentleman, he's done so much for the park. It's it's still a weird place. Like the minimum wage going up is going to be real weird over there because, yeah. as you can imagine, entertainment over here not getting paid anywhere near yeah. what entertainment at uh, well, Disney or even like Universal is getting. Well, and that's you know we're going to ten dollars an hour in the next mm-hmm. two years, but mm-hmm. you know with Seattle bumping theirs to fifteen within seven years. Yeah. Um, I think we're we're seeing well and Starbucks. Let's talk about mm-hmm. this. <laughs> yes. So I heard about that yesterday. Yeah. Was, so. <laughs> Star- Starbucks is now setting up so they will pay your online tuition to Arizona State University uh, for you to get your bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have, and there's some prerequisites. You have to yeah. already have done some college. Mm-hmm. The, the real problem is part of your hiring process now, you have to have a, uh, at least a 1420 SAT to get a job as a barista. That's not true. I'm just making that. <laughs> you had me going for a second. I was like, really? <laughs> But no, to go to Arizona State. <laughs> well, and you know what? It's the number one online program. Yeah. And here's the thing I like about it, and yeah. that I hope Disney copies, mm-hmm. because I think that Disney's the next obvious company mm-hmm. to do something like that. Yeah. Is it's investing in your people, it's creating an ethos of education and of advancement of the people that are mm-hmm. working there. It's giving value back to the employees. For yes, it's going to cost a couple million dollars mm-hmm. for Starbucks to do yeah. it. Um, and it probably would cost Disney less. Mm-hmm. But what would what would be better than people coming out of that <coughs> program with a four year degree yep. who could step into a management role, yep. or who would have, um, you know, look at the people who would actually buckle down and get a four year degree online while they're working at, at Disneyland. I think it would be an amazing thing for the park mm-hmm. to do. Um, I'm advocating it strongly. Yes. I mean, you know, for uh, John Lasseter, uh, if you're out there. <laughs> Podcast. Why haven't you been on the show yet? Um, we're still working on last year, yeah. you know. Just but, keep sending those emails. Yes, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's something that makes sense for Disney because mm-hmm. you know that's it's a great. I mean, Disney is always giving great lip service, mm-hmm. and at times, most of the time, it has you know stood behind the development of their employees. I work mm-hmm. Disney University. You were saying the yeah. interventions for you mm-hmm. was the thing. 
<coughs> was the thing that you enjoy doing most yeah. of all your jobs. For me, I love jungle. It was mm-hmm. my life, my lifeblood. I, you know, amazing. But for me, other than my photography and mm-hmm. the things I do, um, working Disney University was my number one thing I yeah. ever did at Disney. Yeah. It's one of my top uh, things in my life. I still have my acceptance paper that's mm-hmm. signed by uh, all the people over at Disney U. It was a great year. Yeah. And I I learned so much out of that and was able to, to give so much back to yeah. the park. If I went if I ever went back, if I retire or if I hit the lottery or whatever, mm-hmm. my goal will be to be so straight laced and so on it <laughs> with the single intention of getting back to Disney University. Because that yeah. that was amazing. Even, yeah. even the stupid things like the stuff they trained about ergonomics. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, I was at Disney U when you hired in. I mean, God knows, I could have been one of your attractions trainers. Uh, there, were, there were only six or eight of us at that yeah. time. So, who, did, who were my was, 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 Brent, was, uh, Brent, was Brent Malone in the group that did? Because Brent was one of the. the I remember trainers, Brent. Yeah, I don't think eight. he trained me. Yeah, but um, uh, so, but anyway, yeah. you know, it's even like the stupid things like like kid. ergonomics. Yeah, I still remember all the ergonomics lessons that I trained there, and you know, seven years later, mm-hmm. when I lift, I still lift the Disney way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay in the green zone. Yeah, in the green zone. Yeah. So, it's, so it's, you know, those things last. And it would be great to have Disney apply that that feeling of supporting mm-hmm. it in a way that, like, Starbucks is. Yeah, yeah. So. They, they tend to perfect. Uh, they take the crazy ideas that other people try and, yeah. and go, oh, that's good. Let me tweak it a little bit. Oh, look at that. It's amazing. So now, <laughs> do you think your jungle time, because mm-hmm. two years of jungle, we can say that's about, like, what, like 80% of it's doing... Uh, GSO, you're doing yeah. par- you're doing parades for the first mm-hmm. year or two. Um, it's only how it seems sometimes. <laughs> but so so you're at Jungle for a couple of years, and then you, you eventually wind up doing what you're doing at Knots with with mm-hmm. the character. Do you feel like the evolution of going from Jungle to Interventions to Knots was a progression that made sense for you? Was it was it a natural? Yeah, I think so. Stepping on the the pr- backs of the prior things to get yeah. to the higher point. Yeah, yeah, I think so. you know, it, it's a much smaller leap to go from attractions at Disney to entertainment at Knotts than to go from attraction at Disney to entertainment at Disney because entertainment at Disney is it's a different animal. Oh. Yeah, just the talent. Well, like you... working with some of the people because I've done the hanging uh, over there and. It's a lot of those same people that do like laughing stock and all those guys. Well, and just, you've got and you've got yeah. Billy Hill and the Hillbillies over there. We now, got them, which I just have to say I think is one of the, the biggest travesties that oh Disney gosh, let them go. Oh gosh, it's um, a terrible decision, terrible. Oh, yeah. and I, and I, the fact that we picked them up, you know, it's I mean, it was more oh, them coming over here and saying, "Hey, hey we got no you. job." Well, <laughs> And, you know, it's a, they're a fantastic group, and mm-hmm. I think it's a, a great, you know... Yeah. Um, As so many people that, that I knew as pass holders over there that are now pass holders over at Knott's because of the yeah. hillbillies. So now the, so the skill set that you learned at, at Jungle, mm-hmm. the, the improv feel, mm-hmm. the, the back and forth with guests, the guest service, is that, is that just reading manifested? People. Yeah, it, yeah, the robbing the train is just all about reading people just like jungle is all about reading people you're not you're gonna look at the you know this person and and that's a hell of yeah. a we've i mean we've we've talked briefly about that mm-hmm. on the podcast before but let's you know jungle as much as any other skill that you have at jungle mm-hmm. reading people is the yeah is the thing being able to look at a group mm-hmm. and pick, pick out 
the seven-year-old yeah. girl who's in the front of the boat who's chomping at the bit yeah. to look at the animals. Yeah. Or the, you know, oh, those guys yeah. are grumpy and maybe from the Midwest. Yeah. I don't want to deal with them. Let's look for the people who are going to have fun with yeah. me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that makes total mm-hmm. sense that that's... It's, that's sort of solid. Yeah. Yeah. Just the opposite of, like, a, like serving, you know. You know, certain people aren't going to tip. And, you know, just like that, you know, in entertainment... I, I see a black family, I foam at the mouth because they love, you know, they get so into it, you know, the African-American families, especially, you know, just talking to their kids, ah, these, jo- you're going to get a great reaction. And what, now, what about international? People that are, because we knew at Jungle, if we had certain nationalities mm-hmm. in the boat, we'd have certain kinds of experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we had, yeah. when we had 42 Japanese businessmen <laughs> in the identical suits on the boat, I'm was just going to talk one. to myself for yeah. seven minutes. <laughs> I, I, I did that to an absolutely silent boat of 42 identically dressed Japanese businessmen. And as they were unloading the boat, the last two on the boat, as they get off, one yeah. says to the other, you know, that guy was pretty funny. And I just, I just wanted to smash my fist into the camera. I had a similar experience because I'm seeing, you know, them, you know, load all the businessmen into the boat. And I'm just uh, kind of, you know, that point when you're already giving up on a boat, he had load. <laughs> yeah, we're done here. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to talk for a while, go through, get through the jungle. And then I notice at the very back of the boat as they're unloading, this one little Midwestern family who are just laughing their asses off because they knew exactly what I was doing. Uh, there, there, are trips where, there were trips where, you know, when you were loading the gun, you wanted to put one in for yourself. Yep. Uh, we had, I think the strangest one about nationality, I had a trip where we had, uh, there was a convention of sumo wrestlers. <laughs> so I come around Trader Sam, phrasing, um, ref- I, I, I make the turn around Trader Sam, and I come up to the dock, and there's, because they couldn't fit through the queue, mm-hmm. there was a line of like 14 sumo wrestlers in the kimono-style robes with the full hair down and all that. And they, they started at the dock level, and they went all the way back to Oasis. And there, was, there were probably more than the... At, at 12, the boat started getting logy, yeah. and there wasn't much other... So imagine this, a boat that is meant for, you know, 48-some people. At 12 sumo wrestlers, it started to feel... So we, stopped, we stopped loading at 12. And luckily, these guys were just... And they were great. And I think they were... They may have been Hawaiian... Uh, uh, as well as Japanese. So they, they were guys who spoke English. Yeah. And by the time we came back around, they were having such an amazing time. But I'm going out with that. Yeah. And that boat is not making turns very fast. <laughs> yeah, the engine is like, really? What are you doing? <laughs> but, I mean, do you find, like, let's say you get people coming in from India or from uh, Europe or from, I mean, what's, what's, what's the reaction to that Western theme? Is it... It's uh, it's international, you know. It's it's a yeah. Everybody loves it. It's it's a taste of America. When, you know, it's the stereotypes from around the world. When we think, you know, Japanese people, we think kimonos. When we think of Russians, we think of vodka. When people think of Americans, they think of cowboys. So it's really easy. They're just going, ah, look at them playing stereotype. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I. I feel like I'm one of the people who just go, like, you know, the the, the Arab people who, you know, are covered everything but their eyes, and I'll just go right up to them and do the same jokes I tell to the Midwestern family. And actually, another 
line I, I like to cross. Uh, I haven't seen any of the other guys do it. Um, when we see a couple, we'll go, hey, she, you know, we'll look to the guy and go, hey, she's a lot prettier than the girl you were here with last week. You know, and then just <laughs> kind of make fun of him that way. What I've started doing is I'll find gay couples and go, hey, he's a lot prettier than the fellow you were here with last week. I, I love the gasp I get around me still. Like, oh my gosh, it's, it's the same exact joke. You know, it's okay. <laughs> um, um, when my, I, my ex-wife, when she went down to Orlando when she was eight or nine with her family, huh? the guys at the Morocco Bazaar in, in Epcot tried to buy her from her family for a goat a, uh, a goat two sheeps and a chicken and they, they so the thing is most of the time when that happens the parents are not going to play along and they're going to be yeah. like okay whatever yeah. uh, her dad made the agreement and like handed the daughter the eight year old daughter off to the guys of the Morocco Bazaar uh-huh. and we're like okay uh, just send the sheeps and goats to this address <laughs> And you can have her, and he walked off and walked around the corner and took the long way back. <laughs> and she was in tears, and that was the worst thing ever. Oh, we get so. that all. And that's just part one of our time with Skipper Chris. Make sure you join us uh, two weeks from today. We will be back with another episode of Tales from the Jungle Cruise.